After hundreds of interviews and thousands of hours of research, we're excited to share with you our first book, The Greater Good, Life Lessons from Hawaii's Leaders, with a special forward from Mayor Mufi Hanneman. The Greater Good is a collection of personal stories and quotes from over 70 of the leaders we've interviewed. The Greater Good will make you laugh, make you cry, and will inspire you to live a greater good life. Available at bookstores statewide and at greatergoodbooks.com. Welcome to Greater Good Radio Hawaii, where leaders inspire leaders. Greater Good Radio Hawaii is dedicated to social entrepreneurship. I'm your host, Evan Leong, and with me is my co-host, Carrie Leong. Thank you, Evan. Today's guest is Alan Wong, one of Hawaii's most famous chefs and successful restaurant owners. Chef Alan won Best Chef of the Year by the James Beard Foundation and has won over 40 awards in the last decade. Chef Alan currently runs four restaurants. He serves on the board of Easter Seals Hawaii and numerous other community organizations. Please welcome to Greater Good Radio, Alan Wong. Welcome to our show, Chef Alan. Thank you. Thank you, Carolyn. Aloha. So how long have you been cooking? Cooking? Oh, I would say 26 years. And when you first got your hands on the food, did you just know that was something that you'd be doing for the rest of your life? Or for a long time at least? <laughs> actually, uh, I kind of like, uh, I call it backdoored the, the business. The first thing I actually learned how to do was carve a 300-pound block of ice. Uh, second thing I actually learned how to do was carve vegetables. And the third thing was to, to sculpt tallow, which was back then lard. Um, it was the, the artistic things that got me interested first. I had a good friend uh, that did that. So the guy would go and carve ice, and I would go and watch and sweep the ice around his feet. And eventually one day after like 12 blocks of sweeping ice around his feet, he gave me a shot, and I said, yeah, I can do this. I mean, prior to that, I only thought that I could play baseball with my hands, and I kind of like, you know, really – like using my hands. So I asked, uh, how, how do you learn this? And uh, he said, well, you know, the first step is I learned that in school. You, got, you know, you might want to think about going back to school. Right out of high school, uh, you know, I went to the University of Hawaii, and uh, that didn't work for me. So I went back to school, enrolled at Kapiolani Community College back when it was on Pensacola Street, enrolled in uh, food service management. That's when... Uh, you know, I, I got involved in cooking classes. You know, I thought I was enrolling in food service management, but actually um, my first class was called food pantry and baking. So you went in there initially to go on the business side of restaurants, but then you actually found you loved uh, cooking. Right. Actually, I started in the business in 1972. I washed dishes at the uh, old Don the Beachcomber restaurant at the Waikiki Beachcomber Hotel. Was that a summer job? or That was a summer job. Uh, after that, I went to the pineapple field the next summer. Um, but when I was at uh, Manoa, in, in the first year, I was in the dorms. Uh, Haleoloha, you know, the Mokihana, the round towers. And in the second year, Wahewa, where I came from, uh, the dorms are getting too crowded. So Wahewa, you had to pick a number. And if you got the lucky number, you get to stay in the dorm. Well, I didn't get the number, so I moved out. And that was uh, the beginning to another chapter, sort of like. So you, you move out, you find a roommate, you got to pay your rent. So I went back to work at the same place that I was a dishwasher in 72, started back in 75 as a dishwasher again. Um, that was okay. Then I said, uh, 
you know, what's next, you know, because I think I was a pretty good dishwasher, but, you know, I knew I didn't want to do that for the rest of my life, so I said, okay, I want to do that guy's job, the busboy. Eventually, to make a long story short, I was a dishwasher, busboy, waiter, host, cashier. I had 10 different jobs at the Waikiki Beach Home Hotel in five years. And then when did you see this ice sculpting? Well, I had actually reached, uh, I, I, I was in the restaurant, I left the restaurant, uh, went to the front desk, was a front desk clerk, front desk cashier, and an old, uh, I shouldn't say old, yeah, this man, he's kind, of, he's, he's kind of a famous guy in the business, Lyle Guslander came up to me and says, Alan, why don't you go back into food and beverage? So I went back into the restaurant as, as an assistant restaurant manager. So I was a restaurant manager, assistant restaurant manager, uh, before, before anything else, before a cook. Everything was in the front of the house. Uh, one day a guy came up to me and said, hey, listen, you know, you gotta, he said, you probably can stay in this business. Uh, you're 19 years old. You're an assistant restaurant manager. You're doing well so far. But unless you go back to school and get some more technical knowledge and technical skill, you know, maybe I can see you becoming an assistant food and beverage manager in a hotel at best. And for me, that wasn't good enough. So I went back to school. He said another thing that impressed me. He said, you know, your employees will respect you more if you know more than they do, if you can do things more than they, they can do. So that's why I also went back to school. So you enrolled in food service management. I was already a manager, thinking that you're going to learn more about management. And you find yourself... I find myself in cold food pantry and baking. So in the first month, you're baking bread, and you're uh, making salad dressing, and you're baking pies, you're baking cakes. I don't know if you remember the old YPO Acres or YPO Valley. It existed long before Milani even came up. That's where I grew up. I actually grew up thinking uh, bread came out of a package, salad dressings came out of a bottle, and here you are in your first month you're actually producing this i was tripping out you know so i really got turned on from that moment because you're producing these things from scratch it was a good school it was a good program it taught you everything all the basic fundamentals thanks for tuning in stay tuned for more on greater good radio after hundreds of interviews and thousands of hours of research, we're excited to share with you our first book, The Greater Good, Life Lessons from Hawaii's Leaders, with a special forward from Mayor Mufi Hanneman. The Greater Good is a collection of personal stories and quotes from over 70 of the leaders we've interviewed. The Greater Good will make you laugh, make you cry, and will inspire you to live a greater good life. Available at bookstores statewide and at greatergoodbooks.com. Audi sell his company to Akamai Technologies for $3 billion. Find out at greatergoodradio.com. Who donates 6% of sales to make more money? Find out at greatergoodradio.com. How do you get 100 stores and 100 million in sales in less than 10 years? Find out at greatergoodradio.com. Who raised $50,000 in a few weeks for the tsunami relief? Find out at greatergoodradio.com. And all while benefiting the community. GreaterGoodRadio.com You're listening to Greater Good Radio Hawaii. Please visit us online at GreaterGoodRadio.com. Today's guest is Alan Wong, international restaurant owner, critically acclaimed chef, and community leader. So, Alan, can you continue telling us about your first class, your baking class at the KCC? Well, very inspirational. Once again, you know, my back door into the business. I'm, I've already kind of learned how to carve ice, vegetables, and sculpt tallow. 
And I'm learning how to make uh, salad dressings, breads, cakes, pies from scratch now and really getting turned on by this and really curious. Um, curious is the biggest word for me. I was born the year of the monkey. So Curious George, he's my idol. I think what made me go from dishwasher to busboy to waiter to host to, to all these 10 different jobs was basically curiosity. I always said to myself, what do I have to do to get from here to there if that's what I want to do? So after school, I graduated from KCC. I spent about a year and a half working in the business. I said the same thing to myself. You know, I'm, I'm not satisfied. What can I do to learn more about the business? And this time it's the kitchen side. So I went back to my instructors, actually wanted to go to the CIA, the Culinary Institute of America in New York. And he suggested, why don't you go to West Virginia, apply for an apprenticeship at the Greenbrier Hotel in West Virginia. So I was lucky out of 300 some odd applicants, I was accepted as one of 10 apprentices. So off I go from Honolulu, you know, after I graduated to do my two-year apprenticeship. So I do my two-year apprenticeship, and it was a good thing that I did that because eventually I ended up in New York City, worked at Lutes. At that time, they were always in the top 10 in the nation as far as the top restaurants in the country. And according to a couple of reviews, they were number one in the country. I wanted to see what the best was like. I was curious. So from the Greenbrier, West Virginia, I went up to New York City. I'm glad I did that because if I went from Hawaii straight to New York City, it would have been a really big culture shock for me. And I don't know if I would have made it. You know, being on the mainland, uh, away from Hawaii for the first time, you grow a lot emotionally. You get used to being on your own. It kind of prepared me for New York City. So I ended up working at Lutes for about three years. And, uh, you know, Chef asked me one day, uh, he says, you know, do you plan on going back to Hawaii? I says, yeah, that's my home. He says, you know, you probably can stay in New York City for the rest of your life for as long as you want. But if you're going to go home, you know, you should start thinking about it. And one day start making plans to go home. So I started making plans to come home. So when I came back home to Hawaii, um, a strange thing happened. You know, I probably came at the wrong time. But nobody was hiring. Came back home just looking for a sous chef's job. Nobody was hiring. I went four months without a job. And it does a little bit on your, you know, your, your, your psyche or your ego. You think you went away. I went away for like five years. Come back. All I wanted was a sous chef's job, right? And nobody hired. So I eventually ended up at the Moana Surfrider. Took a job as executive sous chef there for a little while. Then after seven months, I got a call to go to Kauai. The executive chef there met me when I was at the Green Bar. And he brought me over to Kauai as executive sous chef. That was different. You know, neighbor islands are different. The labor market is different. You know, the, the, the employee situation is different. And one of the, the best things that uh, I think that I experienced there was actually starting some classes and a sort of our own apprenticeship program at the hotel at the Waiahai Resort, which kind of prepped me for my next job, which was I got a call from Kauai, you know, Kapilani Community College to go back to teach. So I actually opened the Diamond Head campus back in 1988 as an instructor, as a chef instructor. Then after about a year, almost a year, I'm teaching school, I get a call from the Manalani Bay Hotel asking me if I'd be interested in opening their, their restaurant called the Canoe House. You know, in hindsight, I'm, I'm kind of glad I did that because even though I taught school, I kind of scratched an itch. I was, I was still too young to teach. You know, I still needed to be out there, kind of like still trying to, you know, develop my, my cuisine or 
you know, stay on the edge and, you know, and, well, when you're teaching school, you're teaching something and you're not so much learning as much as you should yourself. And I was too young to do that. So I went to the Manalani, did the, opened the canoe house in 1989, stayed there till 95, well, 94. Then he opened Alan Wong's restaurant in 95. So we've been in business for almost 10 and a half years now. And you have an interesting story to share with us about how you opened your first Alan Wong's restaurant or when you did. <laughs> a good friend of mine, Dan Akasoni, who's uh, from Waihawa as well too, used to come with his wife uh, every once in a while to the Monolani, have dinner at the canoe house. He says, uh, hey, you should go back Honolulu, bro, you know? So he did that a few times and I finally says, where, how, you know? So he said, uh, let me set something up. So he arranged for me to do dinner. I cooked in a little condo one day after Hurricane Iniki. The day after, I mean, Hawaii was just drenched. I cooked a seven-course dinner for three people with the hopes of uh, I put together a portfolio of, of uh, press clippings and the whole thing and the, in the hopes of them eating dinner and maybe two out of three saying, hey, we like your food, we're going to invest in you and uh, maybe I can come in, open a restaurant in Honolulu. Well, eventually one person says, uh, you know, to me, I think you can do it and I'm going to do it by myself and that was Francis Higa, um, the late Francis Higa of uh, Zippy's. So he was the one that actually invested in me and that's how Alan uh, Wong's King Street got to be born. So you were blessed all around because Kauai also got wiped out by Aniki. Um, I feel like I've been blessed all my life. Very fortunate. So do you consider yourself, besides blessed, do you, you consider yourself very lucky? Very lucky, yes. Thanks for tuning in. Stay tuned for more on Greater Good Radio. After hundreds of interviews and thousands of hours of research, we're excited to share with you our first book, The Greater Good, Life Lessons from Hawaii's Leaders, with a special forward from Mayor Mufi Hanneman. The Greater Good is a collection of personal stories and quotes from over 70 of the leaders we've interviewed. The Greater Good will make you laugh, make you cry, and will inspire you to live a greater good life. Available at bookstores statewide and at greatergoodbooks.com. Is the greatest part of your workday the leftover lasagna you packed for lunch? Is it quickly becoming apparent that you and everyone you know are smarter than your boss? Just how satisfying is it to wear an untucked shirt on Fridays? It's time you stopped filling a position and started being fulfilled with a job that excites you every day, not just payday. And now is the perfect time to demand more of the work week. The Honolulu Star Bulletin and Midweek work with Monster so you can live up to your potential right here. Your calling is calling. Find it at starclassifieds.monster.com. So, Chef Allen, now that we know how Allen Wong's got started, how did you guys uh, plan this growth? I mean, you have four restaurants now, and I'm sure you have some plans for the future. How, how did that happen? Well, we opened uh, Allen Wong's on King Street in 1995, actually on, on tax day, April 15th. Can't forget that. Um, we opened the Pineapple Room at, uh, at then Liberty House, now Macy's, in 1999. <clears throat> we opened Japan in 2000, and Hulalai is now just two years old. What is that? 2003. Are they all kind of similar? Because to concept out an entirely different restaurant and then continually open them one year apart would be pretty hard, wouldn't it? Well, what uh, you know, what's very important is have a plan. You have to, uh, you know, people are going to ask you, what do you want? Okay, what do, you, what do you see yourself doing 10 years from now, five years? What's your short, midterm, and long-range goals? 
So we came up with a five-year plan at that time, and the plan at that time was it wasn't necessarily one every year for five years. Uh, the plan was after five years that we would have five entities. And we pretty much accomplished that. You know, we had the, the five, and we had uh, Aloha Airlines. We consulted for Aloha Airlines for a little while. So we did have the five things going on for a while. We did accomplish that. You know, I, I b- really believe that uh, you got to take a step back once in a while. you got to dream. you got to do the visionary thing. you got to write it down. you got to plan. And you got to set it to a timetable, and that's how you accomplish your goals. So, you know, you start with that, and you, then you got to go with the flow. Some things don't happen. Sometimes it does, and and, and kind of like eventually make it make it to the to the finish line, and it's always different from what you planned, but at least you had a plan. What was the most challenging thing about opening up those restaurants in that time period, and then how did you guys overcome that? Well, your normal growing pains. You know, in the very first weeks, the first months, you know, you're, you're like uh, working uh, 16 hours a day, 20 hours a day, when uh, one employee quits, it, it really like cripples you almost until you can you know build up and uh, finally realize that uh, you need to hire a bunch of part-timers. Maybe you need to hire a bunch of students so that if one guy quits, at least somebody can at least step in. So you know we open up with a real tight budget, really tight crew. Uh, we open with 25 employees. We're forecasting only like. 60 people a night for the first two weeks. You know, we open on April 15th. Usually April is a slow month in the year. We open on a Monday. On our first Saturday, we got blown out of the water. You know, you're forecasting 60. We did 150. By like 6.30, I was calling my friends around town for fish, like five pounds of mahi-mahi from him, you know, five pounds of opaka-paka from this guy. I sent my dishwashers all over town. I made it. But ever since that first Saturday, it's been really busy for us, been really fortunate and we grew from 25 employees in the beginning to 50 in like three quarters of a year. Well, you know, that's growing pains because you ha- you're, you start small, and because of these problems, you have to grow a little bit, a little bit, a little bit. And that's what I would recommend for, for businesses, restaurant businesses. You know, start small first. Do, do something well. Grow a little bit at a time. Even though you create problems, they may be good problems. You have to grow. So that's a good problem versus, you know, uh, building up this grand thing and staffing it grandly, and then where's the business? Then you realize you got to cut staff. You know that's that's not the. I did that and I had a big mistake, and I, I learned from that too. You always seem to have wanted more and learn more education. You know, taking classes. This person that invested in you, he had an entrepreneur background. Francis Higa. He started Zippies. Oh, Zippies. oh yeah. Okay. Uh-huh. So was he like a mentor to you then? Um, no mentor, no. He was uh he gave me some very good advice. You know, he was the one that took a chance on me basically. And every once in a while I'd pop into his office and he'd say something very profound and I would think about it and it says, Yeah, the guy's right, you know. Well after all he's been in business for so long and you know, Zippies is uh is is an icon in Hawaii now. Right. So when did you start getting involved with all these community events and then being involved with, you know, so many different community organizations? Actually, um, after like a couple of years in business, I I, um, I read an article in the newspaper. You know, we're in Makali, Mo'ili'ili area, and it was about the, the senior citizens. And I read a story about a lady who uh, was living on her Social Security check and whatever she had. So it showed her revenue and showed her expenses, and she was minus. And <laughs> I thought, wow, poor thing, you know. We're in the business of food. You know, that was our district, Moili'ili, so 
we called the Mo'ili'ili Senior Citizens uh, Center, and we started, uh, you know, real simple. Maybe a pot of beef stew and rice, and we would go down one Sunday a month and go down there and feed the, the really needy senior citizens. Because some of them can't drive. you got to go pick them up. And some of them, you got to bring food too. So I asked to um, have them select the very needy, the ones that you have to pick up and the ones that can't get around so easy, and, and I wanted to feed them. So eventually that moved to uh, from the, the Senior Citizen Center. I, I said, let's bring them to the restaurant. Let's give them a treat. You know, and, you know, it's kind of kind of warms your heart when you when you hear that they get dressed up for the occasion and they, they wait once a month to come to the restaurant for this this lunch that we make for them. And, uh, you know, it's not really elaborate because, you know, they cannot eat rich things. They cannot eat really, you know, things with butter. You know, they don't eat a lot of spicy things. You got to watch your salt. You can't make, you got to make them kind of like soft. But it's the occasion. It's the the spirit in which it's intended. They get to get together. It's really cute. Thanks for tuning in. Stay tuned for more on Greater Good Radio. After hundreds of interviews and thousands of hours of research, we're excited to share with you our first book, The Greater Good, Life Lessons from Hawaii's Leaders, with a special forward from Mayor Mufi Hanneman. The Greater Good is a collection of personal stories and quotes from over 70 of the leaders we've interviewed. The Greater Good will make you laugh, make you cry, and will inspire you to live a greater good life. Available at bookstores statewide and at greatergoodbooks.com. For bubble tea supplies in your home, at a party or business, contact Bubble Tea Supply at 948-2622 or online at bubbletea.com. How do you sell his company to Akamai Technologies for $3 billion? Find out at greatergoodradio.com. Who donates 6% of sales to make more money? Find out at greatergoodradio.com. How do you get 100 stores and 100 million in sales in less than 10 years? Find out at greatergoodradio.com. Who raised $50,000 in a few weeks for the tsunami relief? Find out at greatergoodradio.com. And all while benefiting the community. Greatergoodradio.com. You're listening to Greater Good Radio Hawaii. Please visit us online at greatergoodradio.com. Today's guest is Chef Alan Wong. While Chef Alan Wong is known in his creative flares in the kitchen, he is also known for giving back to the community and the profession. Kapilani Community College distinguished him as an outstanding alumnus in 2001, and UH distinguished him for the contributions he has made to the state of Hawaii. What are you doing at Kapiolani College now then? I remain uh, on the Culinary Institute of the Pacific uh, Board of Advisors. Uh, I'm also on the Board of Advisors for Leeward Community College. And, uh, you know, we got to look after our next generation of chefs. We have to create opportunities, you know, try and create scholarship money. We have to uh, help provide funds so that we can bring uh, education to them in the form of other guest chefs from around the world or events that bring chefs from around the world so that they can see, they can learn, they can watch, they can taste, so that they can get better. I give you guys credit because the KCC fundraiser that you guys have at the Royal Hawaiian is, is hands down second to none. I mean, uh, the business school doesn't even have something as elaborate. 
How is how what kind of success stories have you seen coming out of the program that maybe is kind of closer to your heart? Something that is really impressed you? Well, um, I don't know if I'm going to answer your question directly, but it's really really nice to see hotels and resorts, which which you know hospitality is the number one industry in Hawaii, and hotels and resorts and the the food industry is a big part of Hawaii and you know, all the jobs that uh, it creates. And it's really nice to see that the top jobs are now being given to local people, the executive chefs, food and beverage directors, and sous chefs and whatnot. You know, in the past, they were pretty, you know, pretty much, uh, I wouldn't say restricted, but I'd say that the, the local people have been getting better education, better opportunities. They've been exposed to a lot more. They travel a little bit more. You know, a lot more guest chefs are coming from the outside into Hawaii. So the quality is being raised so that they're able to take over these top positions now. And that's really a key measurement for what the schools do for the industry in the state of Hawaii. What kind of advice would you give to somebody who is maybe in the restaurant profession? They say, I'm so busy doing my you know, day-to-day work that I can't get involved with the community. What would you tell them? Well, you know, if you ask me, we're, we're like 10 and a half years in the business. If you asked me 10 years ago... Uh, <laughs> I would have said, hold on here, you know, I'm trying to get my feet, you know, planted here. It takes a little while for you. I mean, it's really hard work, the restaurant business. Once you do get established, it's a wonderful feeling to be able to give back to the community. You know, I think every restaurant, every situation is its own different case. You know, one thing that uh, you can do is uh, attend things, uh, go to events, go look. Um, When I went to go to Easter Seals and looked at what they did at the 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 programs there, you know, it instantly motivated me. Uh, when I went to the Mo'ili'ili Senior Citizens, it instantly motivated me. Uh, get out, you know. When when somebody invites you, go. Or, or just uh, be more aware of what's happening in your own community. And did you find by being involved in these community events and giving so much food and your heart to the Mo'ili'ili Community Center, do you think that helped you to grow your business even bigger than what you thought it would be? You know, I'd like to believe that, I, you know. We, um, you know, besides having a social responsibility for giving back to your community, we serve our community. We are a restaurant. We serve people. And I think um, our community is a very big responsibility for us because, you know, not only that's our, that's our customers, we just got to take care of them. Out of all of the community events and organizations that you're involved with, is there one story that kind of stands out in your mind that you say, wow, I'm so blessed because now we can make a difference for this person or this organization that you can share with us? It's a couple of events that uh, we created at, um, at Easter Seals. One is uh, at the Taste of Honolulu. It's called Chefs Du Jour. And the other one is the Gingerbread Festival. The Gingerbread Festival is in its sixth year. I think I enjoy that one the most. You know, first of all, the proceeds from those two events go... And uh, we started uh, the uh, a home economics program at Easter Seals. It's uh, really something to see, you know, something as simple as teaching the kids how to make pancakes, uh, watching them to eat the pancakes with maple syrup, you know, something that we kind of take for granted, but it's, uh, it's a big deal for them. The activities they do, uh, we help fund. The Gingerbread Festival itself is like when you see – it not only grow, but you, you, you're there and you watch grandparents bring their grandkids. There's a couple. They're like about 70 years old. 
grandma and grandpa, they hold hands, they, you know, take their small steps and they come in there, they build their house together and they, they grumble to each other. <laughs> but in the end, they pack up the gingerbread, they walk out holding hands together with the gingerbread. A lot of families are making it a, an event for family get-togethers and it's really, really cute to see that. And, you know, it's, it's, I see the same families year after year. Thanks for joining us today on Greater Good Radio. For more information or a transcript of today's show, please visit us online at greatergoodradio.com. This is your host, Evan Leong and Carrie Leong, saying please join us next time for another episode of Greater Good Radio, Hawaii.